your possession of anything, especially spiritual truths, are limited to your understanding level. God had an original intent in the earth. We like to start with Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. There's so much to be understood and received from the book of Genesis. It's just awesome. Uh, So this morning we find in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then something happened that caused the earth to be the way it's found in verse 2. It was not created in this fashion. And most of my life, I never knew uh, that you could that you could do this. I read this as a child and growing up, and I didn't pay attention. I just read it in the beginning. God created the heavens and earth, and the earth was without form and void. And it never dawned on me that that's not the way God created it, because I never went anywhere else in the Bible to find these other truths that support this. Uh, the eighth Psalm, uh, Isaiah. There are lots of places it shows that God did not create the earth as it's found here in verse 2. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. In verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. This all happened at this part, okay, now. I'm going to say this, and then we'll explain it. All this happened in eternity because time had not been instituted. Did you know that? This is all in eternity. So where's the division? Where does time start? It'll tell us. Okay, here in Isaiah 45, verse 18 and 19, for thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth, and he made it, and he had established it, he created it not in vain, he formed it for habitation or to be inhabited. He said, I am the Lord and there is none else. So if he created it for habitation, That's not how we found it in verse 2. It was not fit for habitation. Verse 19, he said, I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I've said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. I am the Lord, speak I. The Lord speaks righteousness, and I declare things that are right. He's declaring this is right. So we see the earth was not created void. It became void. When Lucifer fell and his kingdom was destroyed, this was the world that then there was. This all happened before the. T- this all happened before time, in eternity. Adam was created in time and fell in time, and man was saved in time. Lucifer cannot be saved in time because Lucifer fell in eternity. He did not fall in time. He fell in eternity. And we'll see that here just momentarily. 
he fell in eternity. Jesus came into time to save man. Here is the original intent. The original intent that God had for man on the earth is found in Genesis, the first chapter, verse 28. Pay attention because this will be the crux of the whole message. God himself blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful, one. Multiply, two. Replenish the earth, three. Subdue it, four. Have dominion, five. God's original intent. So we do it again. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over everything that moves upon the earth or have dominion over the earth. So in, ver- in verse 26 and 28, it's in Genesis, it said, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the earth and all, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. This is God's original intent that man has dominion over the earth. This, and we spoke about this last week. We talked about how uh, Adam was the governor of the earth and how he was supposed to govern was through his words. And that's how we're supposed to govern today, through our words. We've said this many, many times in so many different ways, how important our words are. They're so important, they're supposed to govern your circumstances. Jesus, when he came on the earth in his three three and a half years of ministry, he spoke everything. He, He controlled everything with the words that he spoke. In the ship, when the waves was boisterous, he commanded them. He spoke to them. He stopped the sea. He stopped the wind. He caused the fish to jump in the net, remember? By what? Words. Okay, now listen, because we're going to step into some deeper parts here this morning. Proverbs 4, 7. This is the one I chose. There are lots of them, but I just chose this particular one because it will say what needs to be said this morning. Proverbs 4, 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all you're getting, get understanding. There's three words that you find working together in the Scriptures. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. But the one we want to pick on this morning is understanding. Okay? Because here's the importance of understanding. Only when you and I understand something... Can you and I possess that something? You cannot possess anything that you do not understand. Now, years ago, my bride and myself were going through uh, serious uh, training daily uh, 
to be trained by the Holy Ghost. Man couldn't help us. Man didn't know anything about it. It was God, God, God all the way. And so immediately she received understanding about the financial realm. She received understanding. Because she received that understanding, she could possess that realm. I didn't receive that understanding at all. As a matter of fact, for uh, up until in the probably 85, around 85, is when I started to seek the understanding of finances. So you hear things, you mentally agree to things, but that doesn't help you. You have to understand how it functions. When the scripture says, or when you say out of your mouth, God's the God that's more than enough, just to agree with that is useless. You must understand that. Because you can't possess what that means until you understand what it means. And just agreeing, surely everybody would agree, God's more than enough. But how in the world does you, do you understand, how do you grasp the understanding of God being more than enough? Number one, you're going to have to put God to the test. Actually, you're putting yourself to the test, not God. You're having to try yourself on, okay, because there's faith there's foolishness, and there's presumption. Most people are confused because they do not understand faith. So they can't possess faith because they do not understand it. Let me put it, I'm going to say this another way. Your possession is limited to your understanding. Let me do that again. Your possession of anything especially spiritual truths, are limited to your understanding level. Will not go any higher. Just like your faith will not go any higher than your confession. But you've got to understand that. See, understanding is vastly important. Get wisdom. But get understanding. Understanding is what you stand under. You have to get understanding. Understanding has to be something that you uh, desire. You have to desire understanding so you can possess something. Without the understanding, you can't possess it. It's there. It's in front of you. It's happening, but it's not happening in your life because you cannot possess it because you do not understand it. And a lot of the conversation that you're having eliminates you from understanding it because you say things like, I can't understand that. And the moment that you start declaring that you can't understand something is the moment that you can't understand it because you've just shut the door of understanding. You're no longer trying to understand. You're giving up. You're quitting. You're surrendering. So you, what you're trying to do most people are trying to do, they're trying to apply logic 
and sympathy to God. They think God will feel sorry for them if they give up and quit and say, well, we can't understand that. You know what? God doesn't bat an eye when you do that. Because God's already accomplished his part. It's a done deal. You still with me this morning? Wisdom, knowledge, understanding are to be longed for, sought after, and received. Just easy definitions, okay? Wisdom is the ability to see matters as God sees them in order to judge them correctly. And the, the, greatest, the greatest failure, basically, in the body of Christ is financial. The body of Christ is living far beneath its privileges financially because they, they apply natural wisdom and they're missing it. Uh, natural math won't work. The church I used to go, that's all they knew is natural math. They had a budget, whatever it was. Let's say the budget was $100. So they had $100. Now, they had divided that $100 up into portions for certain projects, missions, and Sunday school, and all whatever. They could not... They could not get outside of this division, this pie-shaped division. They couldn't, they couldn't get outside of that because it would encroach on something else. So they had, missions had to be protected. Missions always had to be protected. How did they protect it? They took it away from something else. Because they couldn't trust God. That was natural math. That's not how God works. He doesn't take something away from me and give it to you. That's natural math. God uses supernatural math. He said there's more than enough to go around. There's enough for me. Anytime I receive something from God, I'm not taking anything from you. Anytime someone else receives something from God, they're not taking something from me. God's not in the shuffle game. He's not taking here and shuffling there and over here. God is more than enough. But that has to be understood. And you have to you have to apply yourself to understand it. Just agreeing, just thinking that's a good idea. That's not good enough. It has to become so ingrained in you that you have knowledge now. You start knowing something. Your knower starts to work. Have you ever tried to tell somebody something that you know that the knowledge came to you supernaturally? You can't. There is no answer. You just have to say, I don't know. I I can't describe it to you. Why? Because the knowledge came to you supernaturally, not natural. The majority of what you should know spiritually, it should have come to you that way. Now, there's certain things that you can deduce and you can add and subtract and come up with an answer. But the supernatural answers are known. Your your, Your knower knows it. And here's the thing. What you know that you know that you know 
can't be taken away from you. That has to be understood. You can't lose that. Okay? So listen, knowledge, or excuse me, wisdom is the ability to see matters as God sees them in order to judge them correctly. Knowledge is a, familiar, is a familiarity, awareness, or an understanding of someone or something, such as fact, which is proportional knowledge, skill, which is procedural knowledge, or an objects, which is acquaintance knowledge. There's all kinds of knowledge. We just saw that right there. But what we're looking for is supernatural knowledge that God releases to the body of Christ, not to mankind. No, 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 no. To the body of Christ for a purpose. For a purpose. The definition of understand, see, these are, these are go on and on and on indefinitely. English, a language learner says, a definition of understanding. To know the meaning of something such as the words that someone is saying or a language. That's a type of understanding. To know how something works or happens is a type of understanding. To know how someone thinks, feels, or behaves is a type of understanding. This understanding, spiritual, supernatural spiritual understanding, is to know how God works. You can't manipulate God. You can't hope and wish God will do so and so. You should learn, and this, it, 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 is, it is learnable, it's understandable how God works. This is one of the things that my wife and I had to learn uh, alone when God called us. We had to learn how God works. And a lot of it, is, is basically because we didn't know is trial and error. That's not the best way, but that's the only way. We didn't have any understanding. We didn't have any wisdom. We didn't have any knowledge. We're gaining wisdom, knowledge, and understanding every day of our lives. And, and what was so important about it was we had changed direction in our lives. We had changed direction from living natural to living supernatural. And we don't know anything about living supernatural. Only thing we know is living natural. We don't even know where to go in the Bible to learn how to live supernatural. Because all the churches that we'd ever gone to never taught you anything about living supernaturally. The only thing they were concerned about is you might sin. Which was a, a domino effect. One guy preached it and it got some results and everybody preached the same thing, whether it was scripture or not. So a lot of effort was wasted instead of grasping the, tr the truth from God's Word and being convinced in one's heart 
how God works. God is not hiding from anybody. We just read that. He's opening up front. He speaks righteous. But you have to have a desire to find out how God works. God did not, listen to me. God did not send his son to earth to die on the cross so you and I could go to church or we could go to Sunday school or we could be baptized or he did not die for all the many reasons that we do so many religious things. So why did he? But something that God intended upon the earth What was God's intention upon the earth? That man would have dominion. And that dominion would be controlled by his words. Be fruitful in the earth. Multiply, subdue, and have dominion. Must be understood, must be understood, must be understood, must be understood. The highest understanding is all that one can possess. As high as your understanding is, can't go any higher. Your understanding is limiting what you're possessing right this moment in any arena. Your understanding of it is limiting your possession of any particular whatever in your life. If you don't understand it, you can't have it. And you can only have it to the degree of your understanding. So therefore, he said, get understanding or get wisdom and get understanding. Get it. Don't let anything stop you from getting understanding about whatever. I just chose this this morning. There, there are people who have no understanding about the Holy Ghost. It's so easy to deny him today. It's so easy in churches to deny his presence and deny his necessity. He's not necessary. And of course, there's that one verse of Scripture that all these churches hide behind, when that which is perfect has come. Really? So they want to call the Bible perfect. That The Scripture says, when that which is perfect has come, all these things will pass away. So they jump up on their soapbox and say, Tongues have passed away, gifts of the Spirit's passed away, Holy Ghost passed away, everything's passed away because that which is perfect has come. Really, what is it? They want to say it's the Bible. I say they're wrong. It hasn't come yet. It's future. It will come. And he'll be riding on a big white horse. And once that happens, then all this other stuff is not necessary because he will be present but he's not present yet. So because he's not present yet in that form, then all these things are necessary. And knowledge and understanding and wisdom of the Holy Ghost is necessary to the believer. If the believer's going to possess anything of God. I was uh, the... uh, In other words, to possess anything, it must be understood. This is a subject this morning that we're speaking of, the 
the least understood. This is one of the least understood subjects is why Jesus came to the earth and died. Now, I'm not saying, listen to me, I'm not saying that there were not, there are not, and were not uh, other circumstances and other situations that lend to this. But the original intent is what we're talking about. Yes, Jesus came to defeat spiritual death. But in doing so, he came to provide avenues for the original intent. Because without, without spiritual death being defeated, the original intent couldn't happen anyway. Man could not uh, govern the, 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 the earth without spiritual death being defeated. But here's the problem. Spiritual death has been defeated and still man do not understand what the original intent was. You understand it? Jesus came, he died, he sacrificed himself on the cross, God raised him from the dead, and in doing all of this, spiritual death was defeated. But the original intent was not placed back into position. It should have been. But it's like nobody preaches on it. We're waiting for something to happen. We're waiting. We're always waiting for something. We're waiting for something all the time. We're, we're, this is us. We're, we're in this waiting mode. We're either waiting for the rapture or we're waiting for deliverance or we're waiting for healing or we're waiting for blessing. We're always waiting for something instead of knowing something. why Jesus came to the earth. Somewhere there was a falling of Satan. He had a place close to God along with two other archangels, Gabriel, who is called God is great, Michael, who is like God, and Lucifer, the light bearer. I won't read these scriptures this morning, but Ezekiel, the 28th chapter, talks about uh, Lucifer and his position in eternity, not time, eternity. How then in Isaiah, uh, the 14th chapter, talks about Lucifer's fall in eternity. Okay? So uh, he, he fell, destroyed his kingdom, brought a third of the angel, angelic host out of heaven with him. And Jesus said in Luke's gospel, he said, he was talking to the disciples and he said, behold, I saw Satan fall as lightning from the sky. So there's lots of things we can get from that one statement. Number one, it happened very quickly. <laughs> lightning moves pretty fast. Jesus acquainted Lucifer's fall with the speed of lightning. The rebellion in heaven, the rebellion in heaven happened in eternity, not in time. So let's go now and clean up our little mess that we made. Go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, and let's see when time was created. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. And God said, 
let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Time was created right there. Everything after that will be time, and everything before that will be eternity. So the first 13 verses of Genesis is in eternity. The rest of it starts in verse 14, goes into time. Do you understand what what he says there? will be for seasons and for days and for years. Time, time, right there's time. Time in a day, right? Time in a year, time, time. Time was created right here. And Lucifer fell in, Lucifer fell in eternity. Now time is created. He can't be saved. People are all going around wondering, why can't Lucifer be saved? Because Lucifer fell in eternity. And Jesus died in time. Salvation came in time, not in eternity. So Lucifer cannot be saved because his committed act was in eternity, not in time. Ours was in time. Ours was after the 14th verse of the first chapter. You see this? This is not too hard, huh? So here is the point for this morning, understanding how big our God is. Constantly talk to yourself about the the vastness, the almighty, the ability of God because the world is constantly trying to bring God down. And I, in my own self, are constantly trying to bring God up. Make God bigger in your own understanding. Of course, you can't add any dimension to God except in your own life. But you should be doing that all the time. Understanding who God is. There are a lot of preachers today. They have a duality preaching system. They have Satan equal to God in their preaching. And so they spend all their time trying to compare and bring this duality together, which is not, it's it's false, it's not true. When you identify Lucifer or Satan beside God, it's, it's so minute you can't hardly see him. God is so huge in his ability that Lucifer doesn't even show up on a scale. He don't even move the needle. So you have to be careful when people are in their conversation. They're building up Lucifer instead of building up God. Sometimes they don't even mean it, but yet they do it. God is almighty. He created man for his pleasure along with everything that is seen and unseen. Jesus came from heaven to take the form of a man, transferred from a spirit to a man to bring into earth God's original intent. What was it? What was God's original intent? That man would govern the earth 
with his words. The fall only, only slowed it down for a while. From the time, from the, the I mean the uh, Adam's fall. Adam's fall slowed it from Adam's fall to the resurrection. There were some, in, in this interim period here, God was, uh, was working his, uh, uh, his reasoning and his ability and his will, okay, in this time period. And he was continually projecting what was going to take place at the resurrection. Because at the resurrection, man was reinstated into the original intent. That's where we are. The original intent is for man to govern the earth. 